0: Hey. hey what's up homies welcome to another episode of the homies real estate podcast this is your host anthony i'm angel i'm a realtor i'm a lender and hopefully together we can give you a pretty good idea of what's happening in today's insane insane real estate market we got a really really good one for you I get this question all the time hey anthony our home price is going to go down in the future hey anthony what is the outlook of the real estate market hey anthony are there going to be more homes hitting the market these are questions that i'm going to answer in this podcast today but before i do so angel let's go over some quick mortgage news so i'm looking at um, the mortgage news daily it says that the average 30 year FHA is at a 2.65%. Is that yeah. right, Angel, Is that what you're seeing right now? It's starting to trend a little bit downwards.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of been here for actually the last like month or so, you know, month and a half. Um, like I said in previous podcasts, it's in the mid to high twos. It just depends on you know, FICO scores and you know different factors like that. But um, yeah, two point six is very doable right now with, with FHA. Um, so rates are in a good place. Like like I mentioned in previous podcasts, I don't think because there was a point this year where FHA rates were like at 2.1, 2.2. Um, I don't think they'll ever hit that low again. But uh, at at um, anyways, though rates right now are extremely good. Even at 2.6 is phenomenal.
0: Absolutely, uh, and we're looking here at a 52 week range. So in the last 52 weeks, the FHA loan was as low as 2.25 to as high as 3.4, according to this. Uh, update for mortgage news daily for a conventional loan you know what are we looking at right now
1: um conventional is a lot more um remember credit driven down payment driven all those factors determine interest rate when it comes to a conventional loan but in general we're looking at about three percent Um, give or take a little higher maybe a little lower Um, depends if you're refinancing or not that also has an effect if the rate's higher Um, but in general conventional rates are also phenomenal right now so still really really good time for home buyers anybody still thinking about refinancing
0: absolutely so to put this in perspective buyers right in 2018 october 2018 the average 30 year fixed rate mortgage was 4.88 percent in October, 2018. And now the average 30 year in as of April, 2021, right? Just about three years later, 2.97. That's almost two percentage points less. So I think a lot of buyers get stuck on the purchase price. And I know it's a lot right now, especially with homes getting bid up so much, but don't focus so much on the purchase price. Focus a little bit more on the comfortable monthly payment on the overall cost of the home. Uh, so with that said, Angel, I want to segue into this article from Goldman Sachs and they detail three three reasons why the housing shortage will last for years. And the number one reason and something that I'm sure you heard of is millennials are finally hitting that age where they're starting to look for homes. They've been so stubborn. Right, I'm a millennial, Angel's a millennial, so stubborn to make that move and start purchasing a home, but they're starting to hit that prime home ownership age, which is around 30 years old. So now we have a lot more millennials and this is increasing how many buyers are on the market. So that's why we've seen so much more buyer demand, especially now that millennials are trying to take advantage of these lower interest rates. Angel, will catch your attention about this.
1: First and foremost, I am not a millennial. I don't, I'm I forgot I'm generation something, but I'm not I'm actually not a millennial. <laughs> generation
0: so. Z, what are you, Angel? Something like Generation
1: Z or why I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm not considered a millennial. But anyways, um this there's <laughs> I have actually like an interesting an interesting um I guess other perspective, like an opposite perspective. I was actually watching something yesterday, I think it was on TikTok or Instagram, It was something from Grant Cardone and Grant Cardone was explaining, I don't know if you guys know him. He's like a motivational real estate guy, whatever the case may be. Um, But he, he basically said that there's going to be the opposite, not a housing shortage, but too too much supply of homes because the baby boomers are coming to the age where you know they're getting older. They're gonna pass away. Majority of the homes owned right now are by baby boomers, um, and he just said that that's gonna to lead to um, an excess of supply. But with that being said, I was thinking of this like I was like millennials because we did the we did the we did a live the other a couple weeks ago. Basically, Anthony, well, one of the questions is who's purchasing the most homes right now in the United States. And it's millennials millennials are by far purchasing the most real estate right now in the united states so um i don't i don't agree with grant cardone he's he has a lot of great information but that one i just didn't agree with because i do believe that millennials we're going to continue to keep buying and the generations below them are going to continue to buy uh real estate property
0: absolutely and remember since the upbringing of, of the internet right so millennials were internet childs right and then Generation Z, internet children as well, right? We now have YouTube and all these resources at our fingertips and we now understand how important it is to build our own retirement, right? So a lot of people are like, you know what? I just can't rely on my 401k or I just can't rely on stocks. It's important for me to diversify. It's important for me to start, you know, purchasing single family residences and real estate. And people are more likely when you purchase real estate to purchase a single family resident or a multifamily as opposed to, you know, going into an apartment building, right? Just because it's easier. It's easier to qualify for financing. So uh, I can see a lot more millennials continuing to purchase real estate, not just starter homes, mm-hmm. but you know, secondary homes, investment homes, and so forth. And it's actually predicted right here. So, uh, and I'm gonna put these charts on our podcast version on YouTube and on Instagram. So if you're following us here on, on Spotify or on Apple podcasts, and I would tune in so if you want to see these charts and it shows that pretty much from like 2009, 2018, we were trending about one, a little bit about 1 million new households per year. Right. And then from 2020 to 2024, uh, we're going to be training about 1.3 million new households per year. So that's just a lot more, People that are gonna be purchasing their first starter homes. Um, Angel, do you have any any last words about this or should I move on to the point number two that Goldman Sachs brings up?
1: Um, another thing that just kind of go back to the Grand Cardone and not to m- mention him or anything, but just kind of one thing he said, um, which I found interesting was he's like millennials don't wanna invest in such a um an asset that has to constantly need maintenance. Or you know, constantly have to oversee that investment. So that was one one reason and, and that's actually a good point, cause you know, us nowadays <coughs> there's so many ways to diversify your money with the internet nowadays. Mm-hmm. So that was one reason he brought up as to why not, you know, yeah, millennials may be buying, but um there's millennials are also gonna wanna put their money in different places. So I just found that interesting, but nevertheless, I, I even with the so many, so many ways to diversify money, I still think real estate is gonna be bought up by millennials and we have clients that are millennials and a lot of them it's funny the millennial clients are the ones who i think speak more about real estate investment than the older clients they're just like i just want to get a (laughs) home so um i found that interesting and i I don't think that's going to happen i think that millennials are going to continue to be purchasing real estate
0: absolutely and i can attest to that a lot of uh, my friends network are millennials and a lot of them are starting to ask me questions about real estate investing, starting to look into the first real estate investments. A couple just bought their first real estate investments and everyone's just trying to build onto that portfolio. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the second point that Goldman Sachs brings up. Home building will be limited to 1.5 million starts per year. That means that there's going to be 1.5 million new homes being built per year. Now this seems like a lot, but it really is not a lot. We're, and such a deficiency in regards to where we should be right like we should have been building homes a lot faster throughout the 2010s heading into 2020 and we really weren't and now we're playing catch up and now the price of lumber is really high uh now uh, uh transportation costs are really high uh now there's you know uh, labor supply shortages like it's it's really really tough to you know uh come in and, and fill that demand that we need in regards to building new construction. Angel, what catches your attention about this?
1: Um, so, I mean, two two reasons that they bring up in this article for why it's gonna decrease is because of the available land and um, the lack of construction workers, right? So, of course, we're, you know, Metro, especially, and you'll see it a lot in metropolitan, we're from LA, metropolitan areas and around it, in the cities around the metropolitan area everyone's building up, right? Because land is so, s- such a, s- so there's so little land nowadays, right? And of course, as we continue to, with just time, less land is gonna be available. But um, to add to this point, and one thing that's really big right now that's affecting construction is the cost of material, right? There's people who are, have to who aren't, um, have to put their projects on delay, have to stop it for some time because they don't have enough money to pay for the material that's now, you know, I, I'm hearing three to five times more expensive than it was at this time last year, right? So they didn't plan, they didn't have a budget to meet that, um, to meet the the cost of um, the material today. So that's also gonna contribute to, to the amount of homes built you know, year over year if that material continues to stay that high.
0: Absolutely, so Angel hit a really good point, right? I mentioned earlier, lumber, right? It's one of the most important things when you build a home. The price of lumber is up 340% compared to last year. Think about it, 3.4 times. Hey, this piece of wood here is a dollar last year. It's now $3.40 this year, right? How much more does that make a home? According to this uh, article from a Business Insider, a new home is now gonna be $36,000 more just because of the cost of lumber being... 3.4 3.4 times higher than what it was last year. Like, that's insane right now, right? And it isn't just because, you know, we're, the price of lumber is really high. It's because, you know, there's supply chain shortages, right? There's, you know, trouble transporting and all that goes into the cost of lumber. So it, it's really, really tough right now to be able to construct homes at an affordable price. That's why mm-hmm. homes are not just selling for more because there's less supply, but also because it's more expensive to make them right now.
1: And also, I've heard from um, another a realtor, one of the realtors I work with, um, that there's there's some new, ho- I, think it's in, I think it's in Whittier, there's some new homes being built in Whittier. Um, so when you, you know, you can reserve your spot for the house right now, right? And they tell you the purchase price of the home. But one thing that she was telling me is that because of the cost of labor, that a lot of these new constructions, the home that the price they told you six months ago, seven months ago, now when you purchase the home, it's not going to be that price anymore right and and that's one thing that's going to steer, steer people away from buying that home because imagine you're getting told 500 for the home and then when you're getting time to purchase it it's 650 right like 150k difference so um that's something that, that that should be some i don't know something interesting to look out for you know for new construction how expensive these properties can cost
0: absolutely so i'm going to go ahead and put this chart. On our uh, YouTube version of the podcast. It just shows uh how much time it takes uh for a new construction to be built with labor and land, and it's increased from you know 6.5 months at the at our shortest around 2012, you know, 2013 to now it's trending over eight, eight, almost eight and a half months. So it's it's gone up quite significantly. Um let's go ahead, Angel, and let's move into the third reason and the last important reason that Goldman Sachs says that we're going to have a supply shortage for some time. And if we continue to have demand like we have right now, we can continue to see home prices increase. And they state it's because foreclosures won't have a meaningful impact on supply, right? So at the onset of the pandemic, everyone was like, oh no, we're going to have a foreclosure crisis like we did in 2008, 2012. Oh no. And then Uh, the the rise the the number of homes that went into uh forbearance was almost uh nine percent it was around roughly roughly nine percent ever since then in may 20 of 2020 it's been trending downwards every single month and i'll show you that chart here so you can take a look at it and it's now from nine percent to under 4.5 percent right and goldman sachs predicts that at the When everything is finally said and done, that only about 600,000 housing units will gradually be added to the housing market this year, right? And that is not enough to supply the buyers what they need, right? So, Angel, what catches your attention about this?
1: Yeah, I mean, something we've, we've uh, talked about in past podcasts, um, yeah, forbearance rate continues to drop and like I, like we've mentioned in our previous podcast we expect it to continue to drop as it hits the deadline um so yeah this that's so big right now i don't think we're going to have as much foreclosures as people think um and kind of how we mentioned in other podcasts as well um if homes are foreclosed the amount the ones that are the, like how you said Anthony, the, the market would gladly take them in because mm-hmm. we need we need homes right now, right? Absolutely. So I don't I don't think it will have a, a big impact um at all. And I get that a lot too. Like people, even real estate professionals, something's gotta happen with you know foreclosures of people in forbearance. And you know, I just don't I don't think that's gonna happen with just how many buyers there are, especially if rates stay low. If rates stay low, that's gonna be like the absolute key to this market continuing to be so competitive.
0: Absolutely. So I kind of want to put this into perspective right now and show you how much more homes we need in order to supply the demand that we have right now, right? Cause right now we've had, we have the lowest median days on market we've ever seen, right? We have as much demand as we've ever seen. We've had as little supply <laughs> pretty much as, as we've ever seen. So we're in a really, really dire buyer's market and a really good time to sell sellers market. So according to wall street journal, The housing market needs about 3.8 million single-family homes to meet our demand. So let's just say we get the 600,000 homes added due to uh, forbearance, right? And we continue to get uh, the 1.5 million homes built. Well, even at that pace, it's going to take at least, if everything goes well, at least three years to to meet the demand we we expect to see right so it it considering that demand is still super high and that we're still super far behind in supply and we all know price is all about supply and demand right and also interest rates we can continue to expect home prices to continue to go up Right, unless something catastrophic happens, and you know interest rates jump up like five percent <laughs> to five percent or four percent, like really, really high. Or if for some reason everyone just wants to sell their home out of nowhere, but you know, uh, put the, putting the cat- 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 catastrophes aside, uh, we're pretty much set for you know pretty strong appreciation moving forward, just because we have so much demand, so little supply. I agree.
1: I agree, hundred percent with that.
0: Yeah. So, Angel, I I know you alluded to this earlier. So I and I want to reemphasize this right now, right? Because interest rates are about two percent less than what they were uh, about three years ago, and about one one and a half, about one percent less than what they were about a year and a half ago. Um, it still is affordable to purchase a home. I know that the purchase prices are higher but if you do your due diligence you look at the cost of the home the cost of your mortgage payment and if it fits in your budget by all means purchase just because uh, according to these statistics according to goldman's Sachs, according to a lot of analysts we don't see home prices going down anytime soon there just isn't enough to, uh, supply there's just too much demand uh you do you have any last words you want to give to the audience
1: um no I, I agree with i agree with that like they like um like the government said the rate should be low for the next couple of years so um with that the shortage of supply low rates expect expect what we have right now to continue for quite some time you know which i know could be a little frustrating for you buyers it's, it's a very competitive market out there mm-hmm. um but just be patient and Again, you know, I, I know we say that a lot on this podcast is be patient, but it's really what you need right now in this market. It's it's an insane market that um, I don't think's ever been seen before. How quick homes are falling off the market off the shelves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then one important thing to note is that uh, this housing shortage, right, has really impacted first time home buyers, entry level homes. So that's why you're seeing like these homes that. Are, are traditionally you know, around $500,000, 500, $550,000 going for like $60,000, dollars $80,000 over asking price, mm-hmm. right? But uh, once you move away from your starter homes, right? So you build enough equity and you go into your secondary home or your dream home, those homes tend to be a lot less competitive because there's a lot less demand. And think about it. Millennials are the bulk of home buyers right now and they're purchasing, a the majority of them, their first homes. So. You're competing with a lot of first-time home buyers that are trying to look for their starter homes. Whereas, if you sell your starter home or refinance it to purchase, you know, your dream home, that's going to be a lot less competitive, right? And you should, you don't, you won't have to compete with, you know, tons of millennials, a tons of other buyers. You are still going to compete because there is still a competitive market, but it's a lot easier. So I don't want uh, those sellers to think, hey, you know what? I don't want to sell my home because I'm going to be stuck. I'm not gonna be able to purchase a home. No, it's actually easier to purchase your home if you move on to a dream home because it's a lot less competitive. You're gonna have a much larger down payment to put down. So you're gonna have your leg up on a first time home buyer that has to purchase FHA for that property whereas you can go conventional and put 20 plus percent down and are willing to pay a short of appraisal whereas someone that's purchasing for the first time is gonna be a little bit more difficult for them to do that. So uh, with that said, I wanna, Thank you, homies, for tuning into this podcast. I hope this gives you insight about this crazy real estate market. Why uh, Angel, why I, why Goldman Sachs and a lot of other analysts are predicting home prices to continue to go up and for there to continue to be a shortage, at least for the next couple of years. Uh, Until then, I want to wish you all the best. Take care, homies. Thank you. Hey, homies, it's Anthony. This podcast contains my opinions and is for educational purposes only. It does not guarantee any projections and should not serve as a basis for any purchase or sale in real estate.